0: Hello and welcome to the Ski Instructor Podcast episode 50. Um, my name is Dave Burrows and I am the director and owner of Snow Pro Ski School based here in Valdelia in Switzerland. Um, looking out my window, it is snowing and it's due to snow for the whole week. And uh, that's something of a miracle because it has been pretty dry and pretty warm um, and pretty rainy. And we've had a really, really weird weather system that's come through through sort of this part of the Alps uh, over the course of um, the last few weeks. And it's made it really, really, really difficult when you have a sort of combination of rain up to, you know, 2,200 meters plus, then followed by the 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 phone wind and um it's made things a little bit touch and go and there are certain low-lying resorts certainly here in the port de soleil and and um and elsewhere that have really really suffered and and there's been a lot of really negative um negative pr uh for, for for skiing in general um over this period which is not very very helpful and um although what i will say is that the majority of skiers that we get over this period are sort of holiday skiers And those holiday skiers have really made the most of it. You know, although the conditions aren't optimal and they're sort of, you know, what locals wouldn't come up and choose to ski in. um, You know, tourists after we shouldn't remember after, you know, two or three, or we shouldn't forget rather after two or three years of, of, of COVID times, you know, um, that they're just sort of ravenous for skiing and, and, uh, most people are just happy to be back out and, and, and enjoying themselves on the mountain. Um, that was certainly, you know, the impression that I got based on, on the clients that we, we spoke to over and skied with over the, over this period. So, uh, so interesting times. Um, and I've obviously been super busy with the ski school, which is why I have not posted anything for a couple of months um, but here I am I'm back and uh, and this week I bring you um, for the 50th uh, episode um, I bring you an episode with Katie Dobson um, Katie Dobson is an independent ski instructor based in Chatel in France. I've known Katie for a very, very long time, and she runs female-specific courses for women. So she sort of does the whole um, sort of package, you know, accommodation, ski instruction, catering, all that sort of stuff, and um, and she puts on these these amazing courses and and what looks to be quite a unique product. Um, and certainly seems to be going really, really well. So um, in this episode, I had a, a, a really, really good chance to uh, to chat with her about the concept, uh, to chat with her about sort of female spe- specific teaching in general, her story to, to, to ending up living and, and working in France. Um, so I hope that you enjoy this. This is probably going to be the episode that takes us beyond 80,000 downloads of this, uh, this podcast series. Um, I've got plenty more to go. There's certainly enough in the bag to get us, uh, through another 10 episodes for sure. I've got two amazing interviews that I've got, uh, sort of, you know, ready to go. And, um, and a load of people on my list and I'd like to speak to. So, uh, so no end in, no end in sight for the time being, um, I very much hope that uh, Santa brought you uh, lots of snow and a new pair of skis or something like that. Um, I personally got socks, which is not amazing, but uh, socks is socks. You never know when you're going to need some socks. And uh, I've been cruising around on my new. Oh, I got myself a new pair of Head Core. 87 mil underfoot guys you as many of you know that was uh, that's quite a fat ski for me and uh, i've been very much enjoying using those in the sort of the slushy conditions that we've had um they're quite a decent sort of fairly flexy ski haven't had much of a chance to ski them in powder yet so i'll report back on that after this coming week uh, that's just gone so uh yeah fun and games uh, as usual every season is different but we are skiing there's snow on the ground it's white you can slide on it and i very very much hope that those of you here in europe that it turns for you soon and that uh that the snow becomes good um for those in the u.s drowning in snow in some parts i hope that you are enjoying that and enjoy those turns for for the rest of us who are struggling a little bit um yeah, so here we go. Episode fifty. Um, there's no gap in uh, there's no gap in the middle. There's no chat from me or anything like this. I haven't got time. Um, we're just going to run this straight through, all the way through from the uh, from the top. Um, so I started off chatting with Katie about podcasts and docs. Enjoy the interview.
1: Isn't it?
2: Um, but also, I had I had thought, oh, I can do chatting. I can be a <laughs> podcast
1: person.
2: And um, but what I would the re- part of the reason why I was thinking, oh, I could do that, is <laughs> because I'd like to interview my clients because they're freaking amazing. Some of them,
0: well, most of them. Uh, it's know, can it's tell you more about that. It's fascinating, isn't it? Like the the. The amount of different things and interesting things they all do. Yeah. It's so cool. It never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. How interesting people are. I know. And what they've got going on. Yeah. And you
2: think it's, I think when I started Ski Goddess, you'd hear the odd, odd, amazing background or story or whatever. And I thought, oh, you know, but, and then thinking that that would be sort of peppered, you know, peppered scenarios along the way, but literally most of them.
0: You
1: know, I get things. on the
0: chairlift or, you know, you get to sit next to them at dinner or whatever and it's like, it all comes out and you're like... Yeah. No way. <laughs> um, do I want coffee? Do you want coffee?
1: Do you <sighs> need coffee?
0: Do you strike me you don't need coffee. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, it's too... This is funny, isn't it? Like I've come up here and I remember... The, the only reason that I remember this set of apartments is because Mike... Yes. Mike used to live here.
2: Magic Mike, yeah.
0: And <laughs> I remember... I was telling someone this Are we already on one yeah. of those
2: bits that we've got to edit out?
0: I'm like, well, <laughs> I'll ask you if he doesn't mind. But the... Nothing. Uh, one, if we just refer to him as Mike, no one will know.
1: Oh, whoops, yeah.
0: But the... Um, Back in his drinking days, mm. one one I found him one time, or I heard that one time, like a stray dog had jumped through his window right. and just spent the night in his bed. this <laughs> dirty, smelly old farm dog. <laughs> he was so happy yes, but he didn't notice. In yeah, yeah, like literally yeah. jumping through the window. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely, yeah, it's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Funny. And the last time I saw you, I did wasn't able to say hello because I just put my dog down.
2: Oh bless you. I know.
0: There's a there's a happy start to the podcast. Yeah. So I was Holy. literally running out of the oh, vet before bless. I was crying and you were in the waiting room. Yeah. I was like, Oh there's Katie, I should say hello, but actually I'm about to cry. Oh so it was terrible. But that was his uh that was his last last day on his plane. Oh, don't think about that. That's horrible.
2: No, I know, I'm dreading it. Mm.
0: He's got loads of energy, your dog though. Yeah. He's yeah you know. He's a cool dog. He's a cool dog. I'm so lucky you got to rescue him. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, because there was another family that wanted him. So he was one. Now he's nearly 12. Another family that wanted him. I don't know why the rescue um, centre decided, yeah, you, even though I came in after, yeah. decided, yeah, you can have him. Even though they couldn't come and see my place because it was miles away. Yeah they normally do but I send them pictures of him you know diving into the lakes and you know going so all right he's yeah, having yeah. a good life you know
0: well that's that's the way I view my dog because my dog my old dog was um we found him in a in a rescue and he'd been living in an apartment He's a port of collie right like mm. yours, was I think a bit half collie, the collie yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um and he was cooped up in this apartment in Leicester somewhere mm. and I you know, rescue him, and I would do the same thing. I'd send them pictures of my mm. like, dogs just having this amazing life, like climbing mountains and stuff yeah, like that.
1: Exactly. It's funny, I
0: took him to the top of the Mondegrange once. Just once, and he was quite old. He was nine. How did he cope with that? He was fine. He just beat me up there, you know. It was oh, like, wow. Come on, Brilliant. It's really <laughs> impressive. You've got a great view here. So I can see oh, the top wow. of the Grange I can see Langer. Uh, we just fade out this crane. Yeah. But all the ski instructors that I interview have got amazing views out their window.
2: It is one of the things I'm always yeah, super grateful for. Mm. Living live in beautiful places. It's true. Yeah.
0: So you just come back from the ski show? Yeah. Where you were promoting your business.
2: Yes. Yeah, ski goddess.
0: Ski goddess. Ski horses for women. Yes. Were you doing that? Did you dress up again this year? Oh,
2: yes, we did. did you do? Yes, we did.
0: Uh, uh, three girls this year instead of two. Who did you... So, who were you there with? Was you... um the girl... Uh, the lady. Kat, who was just
2: there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, oh. And um, who's not a skate instructor, but she does events, so she's just... She was perfect and uh and knows my business really well. And then one of my instructors that... um is a really good old friend of mine from Courchevel days. He used right. to work there, and uh, yeah, she's uh, Aussie Mary, Mary Masba. and okay. uh, so the three of us were in our pink, full-length dresses, um, sort of toga. Um, Wonder Woman style dress. Logo was the thing
0: because I saw the picture uh, from last year. I was like, "Wow, that's really like it's great marketing, you know." Because uh, yeah. I think you've got to do something in those kind of events. You've got to do something to stand out. Absolutely. And I that's guess you it. generate get, a lot of business.
2: Everyone stuff. else is in their T-shirts with their logo on. Oh, yeah. and jeans So what? You know, like, I can't do that. You yeah.
0: Know? Right. Let's get dresses on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool, and it went all right.
2: It was brilliant. Yeah. Is it busy?
0: The show. Yeah
2: yeah very busy we we're just um talking non-stop really to people who are interested in what you do and um, yeah just you know uh, explaining it in more detail to people um and then making connections with other companies and um things like that I had a quick ski in our dresses down the down the um little <laughs> <laughs> dry slope.
0: First time I've skis on since April.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, down yeah. a down a dry dry slope. Yeah, wow. We were amazing.
0: Oh, okay. did, you, did you synchro it? <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: well. Since we're on that topic, let's let's talk about it. How did you? Because you were an independent instructor before you set up Ski so Goddess, right? Yes. What made you? I'll come back later to your journey to kind of how you ended up where you are but what what made you or what was the idea behind ski goddess why did you why did mm. you want to do
2: that um because I'd come from I'd come from various resorts where I'd been in, working in ski schools and um you know te- teaching lots of big groups um and in pr- private lessons as well but you know sort of mostly groups or half and half and then i came here to Chatel and you know working on my own and then i'm doing private lessons you know back to back private lessons mm. and just noticed that at least at least 50% probably more like 60 70% were were middle aged women who for one reason or another couldn't keep up with their family anymore or had just got nervous or um Classic story, yeah. Yeah, hey? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There were just so many of them. And then I'm just thinking, you know, I could they're out for a week and they might come and have two, two hour sessions with me or something like that, which, you know, they'd have lots of light bulb moments and um, you know, it would be really good, but um they just then they're just back into their family environment and they haven't got time to practise it, um, really, and to any degree. And I was just like, and it's just the environment that they're in that makes their ski holiday a bit of a nightmare, I suppose. And, you know, it's such an expensive thing to do. You can imagine, like, coughing up all that money and thinking, oh, I'm just going to be bricking it. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever. Oh, God. And then I started doing it with the the locals. So I just, you know, thought, how do we get, ladies out of that environment and i started doing ski days for the local chicks Mm -hmm. um you know don't go skiing with the dudes yeah Um, come with me let's all go um in a group together and stuff and they went down a treat and i just put you know i just put um really crappy a4 posters up in the pub and i think i i think i called it ski goddess then for a laugh Mm -hmm. um and I'd made a poster of skis with stilettos, um, yeah, you yeah. know, instead of uh, instead of ski boots or whatever. Anyway, people turned up; and they loved it, and I thought, right, I could actually make a holiday out of this for, for mm. normal normal ladies, no, <laughs> tourist tourist yeah, yeah, ladies um, yeah. coming out, yeah.
0: And that's how it developed. Yeah. Because. Yeah, as the I don't know as podcast host, I have to ask. So I try to put myself in the position of asking the questions that I would want to be asked if I was sitting in the car listening to this. So mm. take you back a step. Like, what that female experience? Because I get the I get the same clientele come to our ski school. We have a lot of. Um, We deal with a completely different market over where I am, Mm. but we have a lot of um, what you might call training spouses.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Who are kind of you know in the country, but kind of anyway, the experience, the the typical female experience that we get, um, the lesson that we end up doing, the common problem is always the same. Common problem. Mm. My family is always all faster than me, Mm. and they're all waiting at the bottom. Mm. While I come down and I'm yes. not as, you know, fast or as confident as yes. those guys, and I feel that pressure yes. um to keep up mm-hmm. is one of them, amongst other yeah. you know, variations variations of that theme. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super interesting. Is that is that the same kind of thing that they, they talk about that with you as well? Because that's the family holiday dynamic, generally. Kids get really good.
2: Yes. Exactly. Go really, really fast well, it, all the time. I think before that, so it happened. Yeah. It's, the whole thing gets set up before the kids even come along, because I think quite often, um, you know, the parents have gone as individuals or, or, you know, they've met, got together, gone skiing together, mm. learnt together, and it's all gone all right. But when the kids come along, um, I, <laughs> sorry if this is, shouldn't say it like this, but... Generally, it's, it's been left to the mum to, you know, sort out all the packing, sort out the ski school, sort out everything to run the family holiday for the kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, um, you know, I'm sure dad does loads as well, but, you know, generally he's like, Whoa, let's go, and um, and she's orchestrating i find mm-hmm. and um so you
0: don't have kids... to be did the maths <laughs> just say what you think uh, it's cool like the, the, the listeners the way, to this are used common, to, to quite strong way. opinions on this oh good okay yeah
2: so oh well <laughs> <laughs> so i don't plant these seeds let me just uh, run loose yeah yeah um but yeah so so that that is the environment and then then the kids go to ski school and the mum then spends three years in a snowplow Behind the kids, you know, the last thing she's thinking about is her ski development, mm-hmm. and she gets worse as well because of that. You know, just bit, just skiing awkwardly with kids. Yeah. Um. And uh, when the kids, yeah, suddenly go, oh yeah, don't need you anymore. Um. Off they go, and she's left stuck in this awkward ski position that she's built up over the last few years, and then yeah, and then the the confidence happens because of the gap between them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's all just a big, long story to the same
1: place, really. But,
0: yeah, uh, agree. It's, it's funny, the number of times you must see it as well, from a chairlift or just sort of standing around. I'm assuming that a holiday time mm. on the slopes, is supposed to be like a pleasurable activity, but the number of people, families you see, just having like full-on arguments <laughs> with each other... It's just extraordinary. I'm like you guys are supposed to be having a nice time, but it's really stressful.
2: It is. I know, and I just think God all that money for for that stress. It makes. I hear it as well, and it'll, I always think, you know, I don't have business cards, but and even if I did, I wouldn't do this. But I always have this little vision of myself and going, like, hey, <laughs> hey, I solve you need one.
1: ski gunners <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's true yeah. I do have there are a couple of guys on my team Matt's really good at that he'll ski up someone just, <laughs> just like I can help
1: you I <laughs> <You> need it
0: <laughs> oh god um, yeah it's it's very it's interesting because I've noticed that dynamic in our family of have a young daughter mm-hmm. you have a young daughter mm-hmm. and now the, the it's I don't know whether all families are the same, but the role of kind of protector, cautious one, seems to have sat with my wife and my mm. role is kind of let's go and venture mm. stuff. Um so you could see how that dynamic would, would evolve
1: mm, on a ski exactly. slope
0: with, yeah. you know, husband, wife, a couple of little kids.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're right, they get really quick really soon.
1: Yeah.
0: And you could see how they'd want to be or or how that situation would develop, especially when, say, the husband is doing kind of oh, we can all go down this black slope, no problem yes. at all, macho bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like the number of times I've heard that.
2: Oh my husband like, took me down a black my <laughs> <husband> <laughs> took me down a black right, exactly that.
0: And I've never uh. seen it again. But well great, because all that does is it just puts money um. in me and Pete's pocket. Like it's the number of times, if husbands took Hello. less wives down black runs, I would be less well off. Yeah. Right. And there would probably be less divorces as oh. well. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like these are huge stereotypes, but yeah. they, they are real. Yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's real. It's really real, because I think that what the female wants from skiing is completely different to what the male wants from skiing.
2: Yeah. Always. Yeah. Not always, but... Well, yeah. well
0: within, you know, 95% yeah. of the time. Yeah. I'm yeah. Curious because exactly, yeah. I really want this kind of female perspective on both teaching and skiing.
1: Because
0: mm. just cause because we all I seem to do is interview men. Mm. Okay. So okay. it's important to me to try mm. and get some sort of balance on this.
2: It is the, on the um with that you know that sort of attitude of what guys tend to want to to, to come out on their ski trip and mm. um, and quite often you know set themselves a few challenges. Um, regardless of their capability
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) and um and you quite often see that particular style of skier who's just freaking (laughs) gung-ho in some ways it's funny and in some ways i think oh god um but um anyway gung-ho and they're going right i'm going to chuck myself down the wall or whatever Mm. um and the thing, a lot of the time, you know, when the women are trying to keep up, hopefully not on something like that, but um, mm. uh, the guys just have that little bit extra strength to ski badly and keep themselves up,
1: mm-hmm.
2: to, you know, manage to rebalance themselves and keep themselves up. But um, I think females know, even if they don't couldn't, couldn't put it into words, they know intrinsically somewhere, if I do that, I probably won't be able to... Pull it back together when things get, you know, really wobbly. Mm -hmm. And so we are forced to, which I like, ski better. Yeah. Um, So you'll, in the the amount of times as well, as you hear from husbands say, oh, my wife's quite a tidy skier, you know, I don't know. But she has to be, you know, she has to, Mm. she has to um, have better technique than a guy to go down something as fast and as gnarly. Mm. As, as him, otherwise she'll fall,
1: basically.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And mm. within the lesson structure, that actually, that sort of repeats as well, because you tend to find that, that the ladies listen oh, yeah. better. And it also applies to, to young girls when we're teaching school groups and stuff. Mm. The girls always progress way quicker than the boys.
2: Until the boys see that, and then they go, <laughs> Oh, sorry, what, what were you
1: saying <laughs> about standing saying, on uh, the- yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) little little Jody over there's the best skier in the group. By the way, you know you were just doing whatever you were doing on Monday, but like stronger. Yeah, you know it's uh it's funny that it is funny that Um, I tend to find it's I'm on a WhatsApp group with a bunch of my mates at the moment. They're trying to plan a stag do. Mm So not, mm. no, like, we're all too old for stag dudes, but you know, this guy's getting married again, he's 45. I'm so oh god, mm. so they're all but so you need with the guys, you tend to find that it needs to be like task focused, mm. like there needs to be objective, yes. So you know, yeah. like we're going to Budapest, so we're gonna play paintball, and it's this team versus this, and that, that gives everyone something to rally around, yes. Whereas I think what you were the listener can't see your body language, but your you know the way your hands are moving. we are talking about the interior, like inside experience, that sort of emotional experience of a woman is different mm. from how a man would experience skiing. Mm. Uh,
2: yes, I think I think you know, and I'm including myself as well. I don't I don't get the thrill out of skiing from going hell for leather. Mm-hmm. I get it from the smoothness and the gracefulness and the strength of the of the turns Mm -hmm. that's you know you know whether it's you know amazing off-piece powder run where the rhythm is right and everything like that to to you know the amazing feeling of a perfect carve turns Mm -hmm. it's not about pointing straight down and clattering down and and getting some sort of (laughs) rush you know adrenaline rush because it's on the edge that's not what um that's not what would give me a buzz mm. and and um yeah i think the ladies all say to whatever level they're at they just want to feel smooth they want to feel stable they want to feel graceful i suppose yeah they just want to feel it mm-hmm. feeling really nice which skiing does feel doesn't it and it's um and it's all going in the right direction
0: that's what i don't know maybe i'm the wrong gender but like uh, that's how i feel about <laughs> skiing these days i kind of I feel like I've left, I'm bored the listeners to death on this, but I—I don't care about performance anymore. Right, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I care about like the, the 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 art of it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like the, the making nice turns in the right place with the right timing. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. I don't. I don't. I'm not interested that much in laying skis over anymore and kind of go, yeah power. <laughs> like screw that. I just start, like, I just wanna. That I saw a video the other day of um, like Stein Ericsson skiing in the sixties or seventies. I was like, wow, there's a, like that style of ski. That's what skiing is all about. Yeah, you know, it's graceful. Yeah, what long, long wooden skis like you know, oh, just beautiful turns, proper mincing. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: if Dave Barrows, you heard
0: I it here, people. Oh no, anybody knows me. Excuse me, will know. But yeah, I just love a bit of Frenchman. So. There's more to yeah. There's more to skiing than just performance. I think,
1: mm.
2: and I get mm. a
0: you know, similar thing. I'm I'm looking for that kind of internal feeling of skiing well, as opposed to the powerful aspect of it, mm. which a lot of modern kind of media and stuff is focused on.
1: Yeah, ski
0: media. So you know the images that you see is like.
2: Uh, uh, how gnarly can we get
0: yeah just not interested in that um, you know I, I I think there's more to it than that there's not um, enough people talk about like that interior feeling of skiing well um, you know um, what is it when you're skiing well what does it feel like to you well
2: it's just you're in the zone aren't you it's that rhythm and flow and yeah just... it's like the stars are aligning man <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
2: Uh, Yeah, you know, you're not thinking about anything else, it just feels so smooth and good and the the skis, like I'm saying this genuinely, like the Mm. the skis are working as one with you, Yeah. you know, and it's not, like, I was going to say it's not fighting, there's no fight in it, but sometimes, you know, you have to, like, you have to get some oomph in there and stuff, so it's not just, like, floating, but, but yeah, it's all just working together and
1: no, then
0: you just mentioned smooth there. a lot. So that's mm. going to be some sort of management of like pressure within the turn, right? If we're going to get technical.
1: Yeah,
2: that flow down the hill.
0: Yeah. you know, Knowing when to come out of the old turn and when to drop into the new one right, and mm. setting up, right? Mm. So that not everything's like chattering around. Yeah, got exactly. it all wrong.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: That kind of thing? Mm. Okay.
1: Exactly.
0: That's when you know you've got all the timing and the movements in the right order and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> Technical chat, okay, yeah. 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 yeah, okay. So I think that's what they want to
2: feel, you know. Generally, uh, you know, I get the odd lady. So now, now I have, um, you know, it started off very much sort of blue run skiers moving on to reds, and now I have, you know, every level pretty much. Okay. Um, and there are, um, there are some gung-ho ladies that want to, like, like, right, come on, yeah, I want to challenge, I want to do this, that, the other. Yeah. But,
1: um,
2: and, and they, but they generally want to do it well as well. Um, but, yeah, I think most of, most of them, like we've just been saying, um, I want the want the grace.
0: Yeah. Really. steam it. nicely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then the thing is, once they've got that, once they do feel that, then they can push the speed um and you know Keith obviously they do they keep up with their families because I get lovely messages from husbands (laughs) (laughs) things like that well you don't get messages from them but my favorite thing is when a husband says thank you so much for improving our ski holiday yeah of course right she's a different person on her skis and everything um yeah it's great
0: what um going to come back I've got a question about group dynamics female group dynamics but we'll come back to that later um what so when you're setting up ski goddess it it started as what you said it started as but you do you package up the whole weeks now yes so you've got places for them to stay
1: yes
0: because you know they just need to get themselves to the airport exactly you arrange for them to come then you're their host and cater how how does all that how do you put it all together yeah because you're doing you're doing tour operator stuff essentially yes
2: exactly so it is it is basically a luxury ski holiday package with a training course inside Mm -hmm. um so yeah they have they have to uh coordinate flights um with the transfers the 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 private minibus transfers that we we set up from Geneva. Mm-hmm. Um, but once once they're in Geneva, then that's it. Really, they're they're scooped up and everything's taken care of. Um, literally, <clears throat> you lift pass ski hire. Um, obviously, the accommodation and the catering and um, and the training and where we're going and uh, everything is just completely. It's sorted for them, so I don't have to go to a ski shop even, or you know the the this ski guy yeah. to you come to us and uh, it's all so good. very. I love yeah, that very opposite
0: um scenario <laughs> to. That's f- the feeling of going on a with someone else is organizing. You yeah. just turn up with your passport, and you're like yeah, what we're we doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to think at all. Yeah. So good.
2: Oh, you're not organizing it then.
0: Oh no way, no. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm turning up, purely going to turn up. <laughs> it's, oh it's the worst I can't stand it uh, yeah so um, okay and did you was that immediately the package that you offered or did it become that October?
2: yeah it's become that um so I wa- I was initially um, sort of um, renting rooms in other people's um, catered chalets yeah and and trying to to fill those. Because um, obviously I didn't have the have the um, audience behind behind me to know what I was doing. Yeah, so yeah. obviously I was trying to fill these spaces. It was really tricky actually at the beginning because um, I mean um, they're my friends, but they're, they're chalet owners and um, they'd let me have two or three rooms to a certain date. Okay. And then I'd fill it, you know, say fifty, sixty percent full. And then I've only got a week left to fill the rest before they're going to take that back yeah, and sure. take that room back. And then I've, you know, so yeah, business-wise, it was really tricky um, to run it like that. And anyway, eventually, it just, you know, got big enough that I could
0: could just rent a chalet it.
2: myself. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I, oh, I was so lucky to get um, my original team called Pat and Steve, who were like mum and mum and dad of uh, of the ski goddess um ladies okay at the chalet and they basically offered to do it for me which i was like yes please oh
1: that's cool
2: so they were in their 60s yeah and or pushing, yeah they were about 60 and um they'd one was a doctor retired doctor and one was a um, retired engineer mm-hmm. and they called you know sort their life out so they could retire early and go around doing cool things okay. and they decided that catering and hosting for Ski Goddess was one of those cool things oh, that's cool. and they just you know they ran the whole chalet and the catering and everything I didn't have to think about any of it they did yeah. the timing the scheduling everything <laughs> they were like my mum and dad's right um Ooh. so that was a brilliant way into how it's run now and that,
0: that chalet is still with it's in Chateau it? that
2: was in Belle Vache up at Petit Chateau okay um which I've now finally so I've grown from that four bedroom chalet to mm-hmm. now i've got a um 10 uh, 11 bedroom chalet um plus now with demand i've got a five bedroom chalet at the at the same time throughout the whole most of january wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when i go when in march i go back to a smaller chalet and i've now been able to expand to go back to belvash the, oh, the original kind of like a circle. Yeah, <laughs> so i got two, with Belle I've got two Shelleys that are almost side-by-side side that I yeah. do the March courses. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, it's just so much, it's just yeah, a relief to be able to run your own show. And, yeah. Yeah, not have to be under anyone else's um, needs as well, yeah.
0: It's great when you can generate, like, your own thing. Mm. Because mm. you kind of fill out January, March, cool. cool. Mm. Anyone can fill Christmas New Year and... February. Yeah, but oh, you just have to be qualified and stand there, right? Yeah, the the yeah, yeah back the, them off. Yeah, yes, please. I'm really busy. um But the, the yeah, that's that's great, and absolutely. also they're brilliant times of year. Yeah, for people to come skiing because it's
2: quiet. Yeah, absolutely, there's a lot about ski goddess as the business as a whole that, that works brilliantly um because it is usually everything in the opposite. Yeah, time so you Know, um, ski heart, you really like me because yeah, lots course. of business in January and uh, yeah, transfers yeah, yeah. and everything like that, so um, yeah, it works very well. I and mean, then I don't have to pay premium February prices for this, that, and the other either, so
0: so it's not going to be a great experience yeah. for, for well, the ladies, is it? To come be in the middle be of the disaster,
2: no, cause you can't get enough done, even you know, even if they didn't mind the crowded slopes, which most of them do, yeah, um, you, you're standing in the queue so long, you just don't get. The mileage to get the training done
0: it's uh it's funny when you get locked into school holidays it's like a oh. really, i'm only really one year into this but it sucks <laughs> luckily the valets and holidays are like oh. one week different to everybody else so we managed to you know we can disappear relatively good. cheaply but yeah. when you're locked into you know, i wouldn't want to live in geneva or vote you know because it's just you can't can't mm-hmm. get away like anywhere reasonably yeah. priced. Yeah. You know it's really difficult. Um, okay, just writing down busy slopes. Psychology, because mm. that's an important thing as well. Um, so, carry on with this. Uh, what? Why does teaching? Why does teaching females in female-only groups work?
2: Um, it's the first word that popped into my head is the pressure point, you know. that um, No pressure. There is, uh, yeah, yeah, much less pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. I don't know why we have to <laughs> feel the need to, um, you know, uh, be amazing in front of... Uh, dudes or oh, that makes me laugh though because some <laughs> ladies phone me up and say I haven't told anyone I'm doing this Oh, well, like uh, like, there's <laughs> a secret ta at the end so, yeah. I, like, I haven't told my partner I'm doing this what? because <laughs> they're going to they're going to go off on Do Ski Goddess and then come and wow them
1: with a... yeah
2: it's like one lady just said to me oh can I do your course in, in Jan and then I'm because I want to go to Morzine and ski like a bloody genius with my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good enough reason.
2: Uh, okay. Um, sorry, but yes, so yeah. the female, the female only thing. I think we just get each other. You know, we 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 understand uh, how it feels. Um,
0: I specifically remember having taught well many female only groups, and they're really, really nice to each other. <laughs>
1: yes, so sometimes supportive. Too nice.
0: Yeah, like uh, oh, that's yeah, amazing what you're doing there. It's like Yeah. Well, this is a really nice environment to ski in. I wish my mates were like this. Mine are too busy like willing me to fall over and tell me that. It's uh, it's it's funny. Mm. It's really funny. The way that they that the that, that, that they interact with each other mm. is completely different from men Yes,
2: it is, isn't it? I don't really need to talk about that side of it so much, but yeah, definitely.
1: Um
0: It's really rare that guys will say anything kind of serious or meaningful to each other <laughs> <laughs> you know most of it is like beautiful turn yeah, you're really crap. <laughs> the worst you. you know with this sort sure. of stuff
2: i think that guys though when they um you know when they're trying to ski better or you know pushing themselves or whatever that the testosterone can really help them mm. and, you know egging each other on whatever way it is yes, um, yes that true. works you know with their system how they operate and stuff whereas um whereas with women we we Tend to um, flourish much better under under encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, rather than come on, you can do it. You know, attack the mountain and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. But and also, you know, and if, if women are and this is what goes back to those arguments on the slopes, <laughs> uh, if women are pushed into that environment, the way our hormones work is that. You you start to feel nervous, um, and when we get too much adrenaline in us, I'm not scientists, so I don't know if this mm-hmm. is that right, but you know from experience, um, unless unless you could, you have tools to release that adrenaline, you can get to a point where the adrenaline's taken over, you're starting getting the shakes mm-hmm. um, in your body because, you you know, adrenaline's great if you're going to use it and your guy mates are going, yeah, come on, dude, you can do it, just push, push, and he goes, rah, he uses yeah. that that energy. Oh, God. Um, it's like every then,
0: basic uh, exam ever I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you're using that adrenaline for a purpose, but mm. if a lady is going, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, she's, you know, swathed in in adrenaline that feels absolutely horrendous um you know in in terms of anxiety and shakes and things like that and and once a woman gets into that state it she goes into overwhelm and then it's just so hard to pull yourself back from that and you're either just you know basically in a state of being petrified um or or they'll start crying and yeah um, you know not, m- not many guys much. would do that would yeah, yeah. <laughs> would do that it's fine if you do guys you know <laughs> um, but uh, that's what happens to the system and then they'll cry and they don't even know why they're crying but it's just that something needs to be released yeah yeah I understand. Um, so, so we, we try and never get them anywhere near that
0: <laughs> so without scenario. jumping too far into the, the other bit we want to get to later but how then was your experience going through all the various exams and stuff that you had to do to qualify to be full surf. was Were, were you mm. in that kind of, come on, just send it, environment? <laughs> yeah. Or
1: uh, yeah. did
0: you have the opportunity to ski with trainers who understood?
2: Well, I've been through it all. Been through it all, yeah. Um, and, you know, like sometimes it's been a scenario where I wasn't ready for the... Course
0: for sure. everyone's that's my fault, that, you yeah. know.
2: Um, so I, you know, I put myself on something that I knew I wasn't really up to, just and unfortunately that, had the so. yeah. had the trainer that didn't get that either, and that was like, a worst case scenario. I
0: think sometimes you've got to go and have a look at the exam. Mm. You, you know what I mean? I've mm. I've been on exams before, and I wasn't ready by means mm. And I'm like, well, okay, I know I'm not at the level, but I'm having a look. Mm. Let's just have a look. At that's
2: yes, exactly. That's fine. And then if you. If I didn't have a look, I just had an inkling that I wasn't probably at the level. And I was working you're like it last fresh. down the hill every time. Oh, God, well, it's you know, and I didn't mind, I don't mind that. I'm like, yeah, just, boom. but I did, I wasn't slow, but it's when you're, when you're standing at the top of, um, flipping two meter zip line bumps, yeah. you know, great big holes in. Yeah. And there's no other option. <laughs> and the yeah. trainer is going, just do it. You know, you're like, I just want to cry.
0: <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't um, want to just do it.
2: Because huh? you know by bump four, you're out of there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, things like that. But um, yeah. so I've had that and then I've had had um, trainers that have been really understanding and, yeah, just flourish mm. in that. And then it's funny, I remember being in, well, the, the level four tech that um, when I passed it... Um, Really great trainer, really, really great, and um, encouraging, etc. And then you get this buzz, mm-hmm. you know, in you, and you think, you you sort of start believing, him. Hey, I can do this, I think I can do this, you know?
0: Who was it?
2: And, um, oh. Sean Longmire.
0: Oh, ah, yeah. it's on my list. I really uh. want to... Sean, if you're out there, <laughs> return my
2: message. Yay! I really, yeah, yeah no, he's he was
0: great, great.
2: guys. He? He, so, oh. he used to um, sneak into the trees and video us secretly in the trees. Do you know what I mean? Because he didn't want the pressure yeah, yeah. on himself. He was so clever with it mm-hmm. with it all. Um, but I then I found myself on that course. I remember doing, doing the actual exam um, GS turns and then getting behind one of one of my Guy friends who's like really strong, mm. and and go skiing behind him and going, I am him, mm. I am Rob, I am Rob. <laughs> so I'd ski down behind him, and because yeah. then you know, then I'm going right testosterone, I'm going to have it, I'm going to use it, Because you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. it just builds you up in the right way, and, and but, you know, I try and do that with the ladies on my course. You know, slowly, 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 encouragement, encouragement, encouragement. All right, let's go for it. You know?
0: yeah. Um, my experience with female football teams mm. is, mm. hey, i stopped doing all that now. Like, but I'm, I'm kind of, I just haven't got time. So all I do now is ski school. Mm. The ski school.
1: Which
0: mm. is like an annual gig now. Imagine the same ski. Yeah, right? Like, just, like, in, when you're not doing it, you're still doing it. Like, exactly. We'll
2: say, what do you do in the
0: summer? Oh, so, like, God, go on, on just my send an email. <laughs> 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 it you busier in the summer. Um, but the... The, the thing I noticed is that you can get a group of guys who don't necessarily get on to go together towards a common objective. So there might be a guy in the football team that no one really likes, but he's really good. And so they'll work with him. My experience with female football teams was that they all, you need to do a whole bunch of kind of, it's not even team building. It's like acceptance, Mm. They all kind of need to know that each other is a, a decent girl mm. or person. Yeah. Before they'll go together in a certain direction. That's really interesting. That was always my experience of that. So you've kind yeah. of got to, and you, the trainer, has got to be have got to be like. To a certain extent, really non-judgmental. hmm absolutely. Where you, you've just got to be, well, I am. this is me, you know, mm-hmm. I used to do a lot with the girls' teams that I used to coach. It's so a lot of kind of sitting around in circles, getting to know each other mm-hmm. before we do anything that looked like, like the training. I put that little mm-hmm. session in just before we did anything technical mm-hmm. so that we'd all just get to know each other and we'd all kind of be in this kind of environment where, like, you'd never ball a girl out in front of all the other girls, for example. So that's crap. Don't do that again. You could do that with a bunch of guys, right? Because they'd just be like, "Yeah, we all know that that was crap. You did something crap," and then they just forget it and move on. Yeah, or in training or something like that. But with a group of girls, you can never do that because the whole—you have the danger that the whole group could just turn against you, and you've lost them. You've lost them forever.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's really delicate. (laughs) It was in my experience.
2: Yeah, we're so nurturing, but then we're vicious.
0: Yeah, but they're much more, yeah, but they're much, much more in tune with their emotions than the equivalent guys, mm. I suppose is what I'm trying mm. to say, and you, you, you know, you could, you can motivate a guy that way, you can tell mm. him his crap and he will respond by getting Yes, yeah. which is really difficult to do that with girls, yeah. Yeah. I found, Yeah. Um. and so in that environment, I think you've got to be, you've got to try and be much, much more, well, I try to pitch my sessions with ladies that I'm skiing with in a much, much different way mm. than I would with an equivalent group of guys. Definitely. You know, although um, like that Maybe I don't know, I find that that might be changing, actually. The I mean, current crop like like, coming through, are much more sensitive. The guys? Yeah. Oh,
1: that's
0: lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to old guys like yeah. me,
1: yeah. you
0: know, it's just like still... Bashing along our old ways, but I like, did it uh, much. I
2: teaching these guys. Um, this might be need to be edited out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember teaching these guys, and um, you know it's February or something, and and some female um, ladies that I've skied with. Mm. It was their friend or partners or whatever, and um, and that, and I got them, and they were sort of a bit above novice, you know, not yeah. done much, um, very athletic cyclist guys in their early 50s and and I swapped around some of my lessons that I do for the ladies of you know trying to get them to stand on their outside ski and like okay we're going to look over the fence and um and uh, there's a scantily clad hot guy in your garden next (laughs) door you know all this stuff oh you've got to look at him over there not around the turn the way you're going and stuff so I just switched it up and said, right guys, you're going to ski down here and you've got a fence running down that side and as you go around that turn you're going to look over the fence, there's a gorgeous hot lady <laughs> in a bikini <laughs> or whatever and this guy was like, I don't think that's very appropriate oh. ah, <laughs> Amazing. And I thought he was joking to start I, with, you know. Ah. Like, and then after I done, oh my god, he's not joking. <laughs> oh god, oh god. And then um, you know, I had to rein it back in and turn it into a sports car or something after that. <laughs> and um, and he commented on it again about me being sexist or oh, yeah. using sexism at the end of the lesson because he said, Oh, it was a great lesson, except for that uh, you know, bit there, I don't appreciate that. And I was like, oh, God, how did I to, like, teach them the next day? Yeah, yeah. Thinking, Oops. And thinking, um, awks. <laughs> and their, their, their missus came up to me at the meeting point and said, now, uh, the boys have told us what happened yesterday, and we've told them to jolly well... Shut their mouths and listen to you and do exactly <laughs> what you say. they were there with their tails between oh their God. legs. Mm, yes, we're just going to get over ourselves.
0: <laughs> can I? Uh, can I confess something? Uh, I I was at the I confess something. Me and like you know, thousands of other listeners. The I was at the Eichmann Motorbike Show in Italy on Friday. Mm. I was there with Trev and Lloyd, mm. and. On every single motorbike there was a woman yeah. or a young girl dressed in like you know scantily clad woman. Yes. You know, like tits I hanging out. I find sort that of stuff. really bonkers. Well, the younger version of me would be like, oh it's brilliant. <laughs> but all of us, hmm. this is really curious. Cause I would never have I don't know, it's just weird. I was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> why do you like, need? Why, uh, why do you need? Like, this is a mo- like, we're all here interested in motorbikes. I'm not really yeah. interested in this girl with makeup on. Like, I get off the fucking bike, <laughs> right? <and> just piss <laughs> off. I don't need.
2: She's just doing her job. <laughs>
0: like, Yo yeah. Right. But what job is she doing? Like, I don't need. Wait, uh, I don't need women's decoration on mm. a motorbike, right? I, I found it really, really bizarre. And I'm not just saying this to be like one of those '90s new men, right? I'm, mm. I'm just was just appalled by it. It was like, this is bullshit.
1: Yeah.
0: And maybe it's something to do with being a father of a young girl and, you know, mm. hope that she would aspire better than that. But mm. if she wants to be a motorbike girl, then fine, right? Would, you know, <laughs> just be the best one you can be. But, <laughs> but like, it was really, really strange. I didn't know. The, the people that seemed to use it were all the, the guys who were... There was a whole bunch of, like see you looking guys with slr cameras like going, "Oh, a motorbike and you know they weren't the, pointing the camera at the motorbike it was like tits you know but it was really really strange yeah that but it's
2: not that wouldn't have been strange you know a while ago no you wouldn't it probably wouldn't have been battered an eyelid about it and I you know, if you yeah. you know, step back in time
0: yes, I forty think so. years you'd I be like, Oh
2: yeah, a motorbike comes with it, it comes with a hot girl. Oh, well, yeah.
0: <laughs> I just think that, those sounds. But, but now it's
2: yeah. like, oh yeah, actually, if we want yeah. a motorbike, let's focus on the
0: motorbike. We I think the, yeah, the majority <laughs> of people were there for the motorbikes. Like I'm not I just yeah. it didn't seem like it needed this extra thing. No. It's really odd.
1: Yeah. I don't even know
0: how I got onto this <laughs> I Don't even know. Tell me, um, if you can, a little bit about your journey to being the extraordinary skier that you are. Like, when did you start? How did you get to, you know, be mm-hmm. full circle? Like, what was your, what was your, uh... Well, I'm quite old. Do you want the whole thing, or...? i <laughs> a potted summary. <laughs> <laughs> you good?
2: Um, I started skiing when I
0: was four. Did you? So you are like, <laughs> right, okay...
2: Yeah, with my mum, you know, mum and dad and brother, and my mum who should have gone on a ski goddess course.
0: So you were part of that. Oh, good day. Yeah, yeah. You see, it's like deeply psychological. Absolutely, yeah, maybe
2: I was just trying to help my mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember her. Did <laughs> that? Oh, standing at the top of a red run going. Um, i'll see you back at the apartment later oh yeah <laughs> and we go, just do it just do it uh, no no don't wait i'll just see you back at the apartment and then she did one turn lost it and then and then went careering across the um piece hit into the into the side wall you know snow wall yeah. where the peace basher had finished its piecing um Having a yard sale, they say in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything came off and out of her <laughs> pockets and stuff. And now she's flying down the hill on her back oh, in a man. star shape. And she had an all in one brown um, outfit. Nice. <laughs> and my dad goes, It's all right, Liz, I've got you. And leans himself against the slope, you know, braces himself uh, against yeah. the slope. She's like hurtling now, like, <laughs> properly takes my dad out. <laughs> and keeps going oh wow past, so there's past, two of them going. Past, right <laughs> he just sort of stops but she keeps going and she goes past I think he deviated her a bit yeah <laughs> and she keeps going past my brother and I going still upside down and we call her the gingerbread woman yeah um, going where and it went off the side of the piece and, and it didn't drop very far and hurt her thumb. You know, she just hurt her thumb. Wow. It. but um, yeah, so that was you know classic um, ski goddess family type scenario.
0: It's like early <laughs> earliest memory of skiing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway, so we used to go as family and um, and then I went to college. Went to be um, I was going to be an actress and then I Do you got, still sing. Uh, No, yes, I do, but only to myself. (laughs) Um, I keep thinking I'm going to get Chris out, we've got to do some gigs this, Mm. winter. defo. Oh, miss it, miss it. Um, Yeah, so I was going to do all my theatre stuff. Okay. Um, Did A-level theatre, was going to go to drama school, and then suddenly went, ah, I don't know if I want to go to drama school for five years and not have a job at the end of it, or be a waitress, you know. Yeah. And I thought, what else can I do? Well, I can ski. Um, so I looked into the instructor courses. Um, and I was 17 then. Um, did a bit of... You had to do. You had to be at a certain level to go on the training then. Um, and did a bit on the dry slope. Did my first um, exam in... I think it took a year from... Not, maybe not even that. I went to New Zealand for a season to between training and the exam. Mm. Had the time of my life and um, went to the exam in Teen in the December, thinking I was going home, didn't know what I was going to do with the qualification. Mm. And my trainer said, oh, I've got some friends here who teach in Andorra. Um, you could hook up with them, probably, and go over to Andorra with them. So we were in Teen France. Mm. I was going back to England. Um, and, yeah, and see if you can get a job. And uh, so I met these crazy people and just phoned up my mum and said, I'm not coming home for uh, Christmas. I'm going to Andorra to see if I can get a job. Oh, cool. Off I went. And uh, ten days later, I had a full-time job there. At quite good pay for yeah. 18 uh, or 19, was I by then. Um, um, and so, yeah, never looked back. Just te- teaching, teaching, teaching ever since then started teaching on christmas day in andorra did six seasons there did three seasons with friends from there in new zealand then um uh, boyfriend at the time boyfriend number 26 my mum was
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: went to he wanted to go to france and finish his qualification mm. um so i um, trotted along and thought well i better start you know cracking on with finishing this qualification, whatever it was. You know, I wasn't really, mm. uh, uh, for my Andorra days, I wasn't that dedicated to progressing to the finals, you know, full yeah. um, cert. But, um, yeah, got a bit of the bug for that, having gone, moved to France. And we were, I worked in oxygen ski school in La Plane mm. there. And then um, then went to Courchevel... And then, of doing the, the speed test um, training there.
0: Um, How are you working in front? Do you, you do the test technique and stuff?
2: Mm-hmm. I work oh. for the ESF.
0: Okay. You're Stagiaire with them? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, and Dr. Yeah, I was wow. with, with okay. the ESF. Um,
0: How is that working with those guys?
2: Oh, I loved it. I've
0: uh, been waiting for someone who's worked for the ESF to come on this, and I just don't know anyone. Oh, enough. yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. Is it? Is it? A, you know, they get a really bad rep.
2: Well, it's really good to people, work
0: for well. them. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I don't know about being a customer.
0: What's it like to work for them?
2: Um, it was fantastic. I mean, they, I ha- I was in Courchevel 1850 with them, and um, I I was in a particular sort of division of it for international customers. Mm-hmm. So um, we had we were either teaching. Um, British ski groups, hmm. or or like probably the higher end uh, English speaking, um, p- you know people like Russians and oh, stuff cool. like that. As private lessons, and and as a as a female um, English speaking instructor in the ESF, I was treated like gold. I
0: was gonna say, yeah, you're <laughs> gold dust, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't be yeah. sending old John Claude with a fag hanging out. Yeah, ski with like, <laughs> those people, right? Yeah. So it was quite
2: <laughs> good. Okay. And then I did. Um, and during one of my speed tests, I was working for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think I'd only worked for them for a month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the speed test and uh, whoops, broke both my legs.
0: Um, you broke both your legs in one
2: God. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: On a urotest. Yeah. That's a pretty big accident.
2: Yeah, yes. That was a highlight.
0: Come I was going to say, because I know that you had trouble with your knees and stuff.
2: Mm, all right now
0: like yeah. mm. What, like, bottom bits?
2: Tibial plateaus. Oh no! Yeah. It was a big crash. Yeah, yeah. It was quite bad. Okay. Um. Mm. But the point was um, mm. that. uh So I was in hospital, um, for f- three weeks, and then and then back in hospital, back in hospital in the UK. And then I ended up doing a lot of came back to France and did a lot of rehab. I was in a wheelchair for like two months. It's crazy. So the way they broke, they broke down that oh. way. Ooh. Not across. Yes. Yeah, so, um. There was you know massively. but they
0: broke vertically. Yes.
2: Right. Wow. <laughs> nice. Um. So absolutely no pressure was allowed on them. You know. Yeah. Um. And, um, but, the, but the ESF, who I'd been working for, had phoned me up in hospital. I was off my face on morphine and stuff. I mm. didn't really know what was going on. But they were like, they were like, oh, you know, we're really sorry for what's happened. And um, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll give you um, a little compensation at the end of the season, you know, mm. considering you're working for us and stuff. And I was thinking, oh, that's nice. Like they might give me, like, 500 or something like that. And I think they gave me the best part of three grand. Wow. And I'd only, you know, I'd only been there a month or so. That's amazing. So they, so yeah, yeah, working for them, they really look after their own. They really do. Um,
0: yeah, I get the impression it's like a brotherhood, you know, like the yes. like a fraternity or something. You know, they really are yes, proud of that red outfit
1: and
2: definitely, and they do really look after each other. But I mean, it, but uh, things like that um, is, you know, is really excellent. Um, and then, but it can work to their detriment as well because, because it's a really, um, yeah, some, like some sort of commune thing. Mm. Um, if you if you don't leave, then you have all the rights of everyone else all the time for the rest of your working life with them. Mm. You know, um, including lovely extra, lovely bonuses at the end of the season and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and and I don't think they they have to do much in the way of refreshers. No. So they could be there forever,
0: <laughs> yes. teaching
2: on these very old school, um, old school methods. methods. Yeah, 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 and that's the problem. I think. Yeah. That I think that's the main the, the only problem really. So from then from a customer's point of view, they could have a really good time, and they could have a really not so good time.
0: Yeah, you do see a lot of that. You see a little bit on the Swiss side as well, but you see a lot of people are relentlessly teaching old school, you know, up and mm. down stuff, mm. which comes from a you know old long skis yeah we like, don't have to teach up and down as the only thing yeah
2: you know? I remember going in um in the SF in Courchevel um teaching teaching some poor girl to to turn with her shoulder oh to yeah use your shoulder <laughs> to swing around it's one way of doing it a <laughs> a I was like
1: oh god no
0: it's one way of doing it. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. I do remember seeing someone on the beginner slope Her, like someone was teaching in, in Morgia, and someone was trying to, the instructor was trying to teach them to to that the upper body was the lead and the body would sort of uncoil underneath and turn the ski and he was sort of there is, he was shouting back up to his instructor because he had his upper body turned in the direction that he wanted to go, but the skis were still going the other way. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And he was like screaming, I'm doing
1: it, I'm doing it, it's not working.
0: And he was like, You're not doing it enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, He is.
1: Oh,
0: you know, you're just teaching him the wrong thing. It doesn't work like oh, that anymore. That right, was hilarious. Okay, so. And you went back for more Eurotest after you smashed up both, and then it's pretty resilient.
2: Mm, yes. But that's another, you know, when you were saying about, um, you know, that experience of, of um, when you're being coached.
0: Yeah.
2: Of someone getting it right
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, or not. Um, and and I, I was, I remember after, when I got back to skiing after all of that, yeah. um, I was really excited to... To get back to skiing and to ski off piste, and the, just the fact that I could, because mm-hmm. it, you know, went through some pretty shit times during that time, including one of my consultants in the UK saying, "You'll never be able to ski again." He said, and I was like, "Huh?" Um, and then he said, "Okay, well, you'll never ski to that level,"
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and that really got my back up. And like, luckily, yes, I I had I had that reaction to it. And yeah. there there's so many, and there's not always what I'm like. Mm-hmm. But I happened to have yeah like fuck you, yeah. um, reaction to that and um, so yeah I was really excited to get back to it. I wasn't excited to get back to the racing. Ah. <laughs> I was like, oh god! So that was quite that was really scary. Yeah. Um. But talking about um. what? Oh, no, hang on. Got to get his name. Uh, Dave Morris. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good guy brilliant again. He's same thing. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Um, I did the, um, podium race training thing with him mm-hmm. after that. And that got me back on track. Okay. I was petrified at the beginning and, um,
0: yeah. What um, caused, do you mind me? I said, So what caused the, the big accident? Was it just, I like just, a um, I just, I was uh, it
2: was down the steeper pitch. So I'd obviously picked up <laughs> speed and, uh, I just, there was a particularly marbly section um, that people were struggling at with okay. and stuff and I just, yeah, just lost it uh, balance-wise there. Um, so now instead of putting my skis in the rut and going around the next gate, I was going in a straight line oh, okay. and hit the back of the rut.
1: Ooh.
2: So my femurs smashed into my tibias. Wow.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Um But eventually passed your test, finished yes. all the exams. Yes. And did you go straight independent after that or did you go back were you still with the DSA?
2: I was you... well, I was with the when I passed.
0: Uh How did you wash up in Chita? <laughs> uh, that's what I've always regarded Boy, this place as like a <laughs> little <lightened>. island. <laughs> I see a theme
2: um <laughs> Yeah, I did. I knew some people here and, um, yeah, know, I just ended up... And I was working in Courchevel and by that time I was, yeah, um, independent in Courchevel, fully independent in Courchevel and it was okay. like, I was loving it. I had great social life there and stuff, but, um, you know, I wasn't loving the she-she aspect of it. just so bling-bling and yeah. crazy expensive. Um, and also that there were so many instructors there you know, it's like 180 private instructors, and oh, you're yeah. all competing for the same work. And I had to do that awful to me. It's just like, oh god, go round to chalets so mm-hmm. We've just arrived off the, off the, you know, flights and everything, and, and they're a bit knackered from travelling, and go round there and go, you know, sell my wares. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm Katie. I can be your ski instructor, and then you know, if you want to sign up, I hate all that stuff. So um. I've been. I've been
0: it's funny this because ski instructors I'm amazed for example Moorzine it's not so bad here in Chateau but somewhere mm. at Moorzine mm. there's so many ski schools there's so many mm. independents kicking around you're like yeah. I get that a lot of people come to Moorzine but if you were an independent wouldn't you just go to a resort where there isn't any competition mm. well, like go and they... start up in saint jean or, or somewhere like that
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, And just start up there because you're like the only English-speaking Perfect. in the resort, right? Yeah. You get everyone. Exactly. Instead of competing with exactly. 25 other skis. That's
2: exactly what That's happened. Fun. I thought I'd give it a bash here one season. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I went from doing all that competing and... Bleh, to uh, oh pete i don't do anything people just phone me up <laughs> isn't that great yeah like, <laughs> well, like there was 15 instructors yeah. here, i think max at the time and um and it's so nice because um we all just share and share alike and
0: you have quite a nice atmos down there don't you yeah really
2: nice yeah yeah, to yeah just yeah. pass it all around and yeah people come to us and um
0: i think it's really it's yeah. a real lesson i think you've got to be bold enough to go somewhere where there isn't loads of other people
2: yeah. You know, if
0: you're already an instructor in Verbier and you want to start another ski school in Verbier, what are you exactly mm. achieving? Like, why mm. not just go around the corner and start some something in a place where there isn't anybody?
2: Yeah.
0: Be bold enough to go and, you know,
2: yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. It's
0: weird. Weird to me.
2: Exactly. Well, I think It'll that's make It it easy it's, to get business. Yeah, I've asked, if, who did I, I asked one of my friends from Leger or whatever, and I said, do what do you think about setting up Ski goddess in, in Leger. I don't think he quite grasp how I operate, but, mm. um, but he was like, Oh, it's just so saturated here, you won't get the business. And you know, mm. I would because because the ladies follow Ski Goddess, not the location. So,
0: so it's more um, like a club, isn't it? You're bringing mm,
1: people
2: to the Alps yeah, as opposed so, to Yeah, I can go other, could go wherever, man. But they said, um, You know, it's just so saturated, and I can imagine. You know, yes, everyone's got work in in the whole, in February half term, but yeah. how do you get it? How?
0: What are they doing in January and March? Right? Yeah. What I have seen over on that side is it ends up being like a race to the bottom. So people are just selling, selling cheap lessons in January and March because right. or instructor training or you know all mm. that stuff, mm. which they're doing because there's no other work going on. They don't create their own work like mm. you do. Mm. we also do that but we do it in a slightly different way so it kind of keeps us busy when it's mm. not easy time you know yeah um and that's interesting your journey is remarkably similar to Helen Trefoot. Do you know that um she did uh, drama uh, and acting uh, and all that sort of stuff she went to Andorra she did know we've been I
2: know we've been, know we've been sort of side by side in this then. And then she yeah. was she was my trainer for my teaching my um level 4 teaching Alright fantastic
0: um, I'll bet you got on that. I
2: was yeah 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 well <laughs> it was tough like I, I you know always um, was very uh, proud of, of my teaching and stuff and then I think I, it was one of those courses where I got on and was like oh there's a whole new level yeah to this and I I went from being a bit i got this you know this bit's easy yeah compared to the technical stuff um, yeah and she put me in my place <laughs> 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 so by Wednesday, I was absolutely bricking it. And I wasn't going to pass, but uh, my you know my brain just engaged and I I got the picture and yeah, did really well with mm. her. But thank you know thanks to, her to, to
0: the um, I'll ask you then the same question that I asked her because she was talking about having a background in like drama and art and mm. that kind of stuff. I know
2: she plays the cello. We played we played um
0: oh, yeah. know, a
2: sing song together a long time ago and we oh that's cool talked about but i didn't know she was didn't i didn't know she did um theater and stuff
0: i think i'm sure i've got that right yeah I to go probably. back and listen to my old podcast about it but the 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 thing i was gonna say is that sometimes i said to her like sometimes you sort of present yourself in front of a group or a client it feels a little bit like you're acting a part yeah know, like in a scene or a play or something like that for me sometimes, sometimes. It, it's a bit more natural these days but at the start it definitely was mm. like i am not the same person in real life as i am in front of clients always mm. um maybe that's just a mask like of nervousness or something like that but mm. like i struggle it's interesting to see that you would do adult groups all the time because i struggle a little bit with those i'm much more at home with kids
1: mm, than i am with bad.
0: adults for sure mm. um it never feels like that with you, or are you kind of you just yourself.
2: Um, well, I suppose, like before I did skiing, people did. No, I obviously I've like calmed down now and stuff, but um, maybe <laughs> have I? I don't know. Um, but I used to get called Mad Katie wherever I went. <laughs> like, um, so I probably was, you know, quite theatrical in real life as well. So it didn't feel so different when I was yeah. um, teaching. And, you know, I just like being centre of attention.
0: (laughs) Some people are naturally more high energy than others.
2: Uh, Yeah, it's been fun. But I do, yeah, I do see, I see sometimes my friends teach and um, and, and notice a difference. Yeah. 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 Oh, your voice is like different. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: But, um, yeah, but then, you know, and I do, I do go a bit over the top. Extrovert, sometimes when um, I'm teaching because it's fun. <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: funny, you know, that I like. I know a lot of my clients will be like, oh my God, do you remember when you were teaching us, like, pin the ham to the shin, to the pee on the, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all this stuff. I literally, that's like, when I'm teaching sometimes. I try and do all these analogies, and sometimes words just start coming out of my mouth before I. know I haven't thought oh yeah it's a bit like that I'm like oh no as I say I'm like yeah it's like feel the feel the slice of ham and (laughs) chin shin pin and all this stuff I don't know and oh there's like there's imagine there's a puppet man you're you're a puppet and you've got a puppet man (laughs) everyone's got their own puppet man and this time he's in the woods and he's winding you in on a fishing reel oh wow <laughs> and they're all going I'm a bit scared of the man in the <laughs> <world."> <laughs> so yeah it does
0: look it's a bit crazy I can imagine but they um, they remember it don't they yeah I, I sometimes see that I get a bit excited it becomes <laughs> a bit extrovert <laughs> what um, we touched on I've, I've got a bubble here that sort of says female specific teaching Mm-hmm. I want to touch on like the physical and the mental aspect of that. You can choose which one you want to go for first. We touched a bit on the mental, I think, mm-hmm. like underlying causes of of anxiety and why. But what, what, apart from like a really supportive environment, what kind of mental approaches work with female-specific teaching? Would you say? Mmm. Well. Or do you not think too much about it because you kind of understand it?
2: Yeah, it just sort of happens naturally. Just know,
0: you just have to be a PMO. Yeah, I don't
2: know. But I'm it's... Trying
0: to help out all the male instructors here who are just baffled, right?
2: <laughs> I think you, well, uh, I tell you what, just make it fun. Mm. you know and i know we're you know in the training it, when we've gone through all our training it's like safety fun learning mm. um in that order or whatever but if it's not if it's not fun i think a lot of us ladies can just sort of drift off into <laughs> you know uh, and obviously people are different in you know both sexes and stuff but um but uh, you know technical um descriptions have I've needed it at times to really, you know, get to the bottom of something. Um but the but a very, very technical description is not gonna um float my boat learning wise as much as as an analogy, I guess. Or not not always analogies, but you know, just other than.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and I think as well, you know, when you make it fun or funny, um, that does has an effect on your system. And makes you relaxed and opens your brain a bit more and mm. stuff like that rather than you know if you're doing thinking of all the technical stuff you know it's not funny <laughs>
1: it's sure not, not funny yeah and
2: then you like maybe it's just cause my brain's a bit smaller I'm just like eh? you gotta do what hang <laughs> on uh. and then you like focused on trying to work it work it out mentally um yeah, I just don't find it as open and as like, yeah, right, I'm gonna be a blow up
1: doll. <laughs> I blow,
2: blow up doll exercise. Yeah, you know, just it's just funny.
0: What, um <laughs> so do you do like when you're you've got a lesson going or that first kind of day when you've got a new group, do you mm. is that kind of how you pitch it? So you're trying to make it fun before we get stuck into the learning stuff. Mm,
2: yes sort of run side by side, I guess, um, because, you know, I'm quite, <laughs> I'm quite, I can be quite serious as well, I don't know, um, but then also, you know, because we all want results, don't we? we, don't want, we want to, you know, we get a buzz out of the, seeing mm. them improve um, dramatically, so, you know, I'm not just going to waffle a load of analogies at them if it's not working, um... Mm. And so I can uh, uh, um you know you can get quite serious as well and um about, and the, I have this sort of then I have a persona a jokey
1: yeah a
2: jokey sergeant major person
1: uh-huh.
2: that like you know puts the wind up them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how long do you how long yeah. is the the courses you're with them all day every day mm. six days a week
2: no it's uh, four or five day sometimes three days but mostly four or five day courses
0: you ski more morning and afternoon mm-hmm. you get a lot done then yeah so like you don't have that pressure to fix everything in a two-hour or three-hour session right you can take the time with it
1: yeah
0: and then i suppose you're not trying to jam too much in either because you're probably just no it's spaced out really nicely yeah yeah
2: um so we get we're on the snow like you know skiing away by like half past nine um and then and then we ski till about quarter to 12 and have a short break then Mm. we have uh, goddess snacks like they all have a little pouch with their with um nuts and berries and
0: chocolate raisins is that so you don't waste too much time in the restaurant yeah
2: Yeah, and also you know like you then if you if you have to have they don't really have snacks do they unless you unless you want a twix bar or mars bar or
1: no, something it's like fair.
2: That. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, some some really sweet so many healthy, muffin options, healthy options, There's no yeah. healthy option for a snack. That's true. And then it's straight to lunch. Um, in terms of what the restaurants do. Yeah. Um. So we are armed with something, um, healthy that will keep them going to a late lunch. So we have lunch at two, and we ski through the normal lunch hour. So you get empty slopes again.
0: And then it's lunch and home.
2: And then it's lunch till till three, and uh-huh. then sort of um from three till quarter past four is just a sort of consolidating what we've done so the you and know you we get the, set all the good snow like that as well yeah right? perfect oh, that's perfect.
0: cool
2: so we set up the day what we're we focusing on today let's give it a you know a few goes have a sort of you know warm up into it and stuff have yeah. a break then really you know that lovely bit in the middle of the day where yeah. it gets quieter
0: yeah um especially in france mm. 12 to two is like, yeah
2: exactly it's the time exactly. um so you know really get stuck in during that window
0: yeah
2: um and then a lunch and i really like to get everything done before too because you know a lot of people probably sometimes include myself you just seize up a bit um, yeah, yeah after lunch yeah. um and so you know they can either they can go for a bit more if they want but um Generally, it's just sort of consolidating. So yeah, I've got four or five days of that. Yeah, like, plenty done.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, like say you can take your time and kind of, right. and you don't go through like a, like a specific program. You just tailor everything, or do you try and get get the girls into like, girls, women, mm. into, specific ability groups? How how do you manage yeah, def- all that?
2: Definitely specific ability. So that's a
0: key. So there's a couple of you thing. working it then
2: um well in january yeah i've got um two or now three other instructors right um but part of the booking process when when ladies decide they want to come mm. um how it works is that that for the year i set the dates and the levels
0: um oh, i don't come on this week if yeah you exactly are so they've got a, they've got
2: my levels list on the website cool which are all named, like, Aphrodite Gold and Venus uh-huh. Bronze and yeah. uh, um, things like that. And they, so they can look on the website, work out what level they are, um, and then see which call states uh, are for that level.
0: Do they lie?
2: <laughs> Do they lie? Do
0: they lie yeah. like some parents lie? Like little Johnny's is the best you've ever seen. He's well, definitely he going to go, go
2: the other way.
0: Yeah, I was to say, that must be right. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: you know, like uh, I don't know. She turns up and she said that she's like a level two mm. or something, and actually, yeah, she's, she's like four. Or something. Like...
2: Yeah, no, um, they do, but they do. But I the thing part of the booking process is once they've had a look on the website. My main thing is that I have a um, usually a half hour chat with them oh, before cool. they even book on. And so I hear about their whole ski history,
0: um, and some you'll know, right, for previous years as well. Yeah. So you can say, oh no, that's
2: exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I uh, do cool. it at least half an hour, and sometimes it's really good if they can send me a little video. Um,
0: oh, that's really personal. That's but, lovely.
2: Yeah, and that's that's something that you know takes up a lot of time, um, but I wouldn't change it because it's. Oh, it's God, yeah, no, this so is good.
0: what. This is what people buy these days. Mm. Yeah, you know, because mm. life is becoming so impersonal. Yeah, yeah. Tech everywhere. Like, to actually speak yeah. to a real person without yeah. your stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly. No, it's yeah. great.
2: And it's so, but it, it's just so helpful to me because you know what it's like when you've got someone, you, you've got someone that can ski um, uh, any blue. Mm. They can ski any blue and they can ski parallel. Well, I might put once I've spoken to those two ladies for half an hour, I might put them in completely different groups
1: mm.
2: because one girl is perhaps a bit younger and has sort of, you know, because they haven't all come from that family scenario thing that we talk about. But, you know, someone's in their 30s, they started skiing, they picked it up quite well, they're well up for it and they just want to get good because then they can go skiing with their fre- their group of friends. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 they're at blue run yeah. stage. I've got yeah. another lady who's been for, you know, she's done been eleven times or whatever, but she's stuck on the blue. She's stiff. She's nervous. This accident happened a, a while ago, mm. and blah, blah blah. Right, okay, you girls are going to be in completely yeah, separate yeah.
0: groups. Yeah, by day two, you're going to be over here. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But I'm going to make sure I put that her. You know, the last lady in a level. On my, on my level of course that is well within her capabilities mm. and say so, right you could come on these dates and that would suit you nicely and then I'd say that girl yeah, really cool. that might be a bit tough but I think you'll be alright yeah yeah, and, um, yeah. Um, so yeah that's that's crucial that part do
0: you see a change not change that would be wrong do you see a, a difference in mentality between the ladies who have children and those that don't generally it's quite a big assumption but I, I I always think that with responsibility comes more caution.
2: Yes oh that's a big old subject. you actually.
0: know you it can you can generalize if you want yeah. but it's I don't know that's something that I see a lot is people become more cautious as they take on more responsibility. I do there see are a lot a of implications lot. to breaking your leg if you are yeah absolutely if you've got two kids at home
2: yeah. Well, that's, there's, there's those people who think about it in a very practical sense that, that like, ooh, I, I couldn't afford, you know, I'm not worried about it, but I couldn't afford to break my leg because then X, Y and Z is not going to be able to happen when I'm at home. Mm. Um, where, and then you might get another lady who perhaps from having children has started building up this fear of being injured, and it's much more anxiety, worried. Oh, my God, I'm going to break my leg. Is it going to be a nightmare? Mm. um, But, you know, there's completely different attitudes to all of it. Um, um, So, yeah, I don't know. And And then, you know, there's the menopause is a huge thing that's being talked about more than ever these days, which, you know, my ladies are between 40 and 60 generally, so, that has a huge impact on their confidence and can have a huge impact on their confidence and stuff like that.
0: So My temptation as a man is to just... run away from subject, <laughs> oh, the subject completely, but I'm going to ask. So, I what, been able what, to. what do you see? Like, what? what how does that affect
2: stuff? Um, well, because they're.
0: With, with regards to skiing.
2: Well, it's it's sort of. And
0: it, I suppose it's wrapped up with their own personality as well, right?
2: Well, they, yeah, they can have. Personality changes completely. Like it can, you know. That's extreme, but mm. um, but generally, the change in hormones can just cause a humongous um, drop in confidence. In not just like in their daily daily not chores. That like yeah, that life way. in general, right? Just life yeah. in general can suddenly suddenly seem daunting. So mm-hmm. imagine if if a normal daily thing that they do seems daunting, like you know. I don't know, driving kids to school or something, suddenly, you know, I've gone from never thinking about it before to like, oh, really jittery when I drive. Mm-hmm. Imagine then, you know, going on, standing on some slippery things on top of a mountain that I only do once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, they can uh, definitely have a sudden drop in confidence there. And I, I always go, you know, I always go in at the confidence issue in terms of technique. Always. Um, you know, you you build up your technique your confidence will grow so they always come to me on the phone and say oh I've lost my confidence or I don't have any confidence or I'm not a confident person and therefore I'm just not a confident skier and stuff but I'm like you've probably got some some technical flaws sorry (laughs) 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 that um that uh you know whether you know it meant unable to explain it your body intrinsically will know that this feels a bit sketchy This feels Mm -hmm. a bit wobbly. I don't know why, and I don't know how to fix it. I'm not a confident skier. Let's scrub out that last line. It's not, you're not a confident skier. It's something is not technically right, and it's making it feel sketchy. Yeah. And we're going to fix that. And once you suddenly go, oh, oh yeah, if I stand on there that time, oh, that's much more stable. Oh, I feel a bit more confident. Um, really mm. Confident builds and builds and builds from that side of things. So always go in a, a technical side um, because it's just an easy way to build it up. But well, yeah. the lack of confidence can come from different...
0: It's so easily lost confidence scenarios. as well. Mm. Easily lost and it takes ages to come back. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's gold. Right, Not really.
2: on ski Goddess, it doesn't.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Do you go into technical we just talked about, you know, mm. you fix technical flaws, you can kind of build people up from mm. there. Mm. A lot of people have similar technical flaws or a lack of, It's more also like a lack of understanding about how skis work. Yeah, definitely. One of them, or how you can definitely. make them to work to your advantage. Yeah. Absolutely. When to use what skills and when. Mm. Do you also touch on, like, the, the, the sort of the physicality, how mm. women are built differently mm. to men how scary. women's equipment is different to men. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of the worst things, I'm quite hung up on sort of bindings and, and skis and stuff. One of the worst things is how they ramp up the heel angle for the yeah, for women's that? bindings. It's oh. criminal. Um, and, you know, women are physically built differently to men and mm. carry their masks in a different place. Yeah. And therefore you're not teaching the same thing. And it's, you know, I've often well, talked just, to my team about this, yeah. to the guys specifically, say, look, you need to understand women are not built the same way. So mm. you can't teach the same things mm. often. All right, there's certain fundamentals, but you have to th- go about it in a different way.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? It's a different way. Yeah, definitely
2: loads. Uh, I think the focus point, I think we're trying to teach the same thing. You know, we're obviously trying to get this, whether you're a man or a girl, you're, you're trying to get the skis to do the same thing. Mm. Um, But, yeah, we have to focus on different parts of our body and push those bits a bit further or whatever because, yeah, we're built differently. Um, So the obvious thing is that the women have got wider hips and then the femur bone is therefore starts further out Mm. um, and then comes down to the – in in more of a diagonal to back to the knee. um, And then the tibia might also go out a bit as well to the feet. So the knees might be the closest point in terms of bone when it from the waist down. Thank you.
0: I thought it was just you, me, and <laughs> Peter that knows this. Like, he's <laughs> the guy that taught me all of this.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, yeah, it makes so much sense. You yeah. see it all over the slope. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And so women are riding along essentially on two inside edges mm. a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. It's, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So how
0: do you deal with that inside knee issue? Do you talk a lot about rolling it? Rolling well, out
2: as well, but also it has to um it has to well you can you can obviously work at it very it from various focal points, but but going back up to the hips, it's what I find really interesting, is it so you know the easiest subject to talk about when we're talking about this is carving. Mm. Um that yeah, imagine the lady on her inside skis um, oh, yes, my knees are slightly knocked in. Oh, yes, I need to turn, tilt one ski over more. So I need to push my knee out more um, on the one side. But, so I can do that. But if I haven't done anything with my hips above, I'm just going to feel like I'm toppling inside the turn now too much. Yes. Uh, or I'll just fall over. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's why they do find it hard initially to get onto a carved turn.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because they go to tilt, they go to tilt, and they just know this is. I'm just going in. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go over. Yeah. Um. So they need to adjust their hips, tilt their hips the other way, um, before rolling the knee into the hill. Yeah.
0: So the stack stays right. Yeah. 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 Whereas
2: the guys let the bones just go straight down, so they can yeah. just go boff in with their knee, both knees.
1: Mm.
2: Happy days. So yeah, we just have to think about a few more different parts of our body when we're trying to get the skis to do xyz yeah um
0: complex there was you there was you it, at the start of this game. i don't want to talk about anything technical well <laughs> oh, actually uh, you know, yeah. that's, it's really interesting that is a it's a huge thing because you often see that thing where the ladies have got like the the outside leg sort of tucked behind the inside knee because mm-hmm. of how they should like
2: that right? a bit of french mincing
0: Oh, don't get me wrong, I love, love, love having my knees and feet together, but the the it, it's a real, you know, it sort of depowers everything as well. Mm. If you've got one leg hiding mm. behind the other, it's really um, mm. causes ladies difficulty in getting around the mountain because you can't get that sort of outside mm. ski stack that you really want to get.
1: Yeah,
0: um, which is cool. All right, and how do you deal with the the, the carrying more mass in the hips thing? Like, do do you adjust the stance or equipment setup? Like, how do you the the bind the the
2: the the this is
0: this is me, and I'm going to do an audio podcast. But like, if you are if you've got so a lot of female specific bindings are raised up at the back. Well, it used mm. to be I don't know, they I do know if they, they
2: did that. I know they used I, to put flipping heel raises yeah, inside the boot.
0: Which I the wondering. idea, I suppose, is to get promote women to lean further forward because they carry more mass in their hips, but it's it counterproductive. Does, it makes it them work. go further back. That's right. Yeah. Exactly that. Mm. And so, but even if you have a sort of relatively flat binding, it's still kind of slightly heavier here,
2: mm.
0: here. Listen, in the here.
2: He's touching the, his ass. He's touching.
0: his <laughs> The you know, like a guy can kind mean, a guy to stand up. Mm-hmm. You know, they the generally pretty straight. Mm-hmm. But you know, you've got you got certain female characteristics that are
2: yeah, that are causing to be
0: yeah to mm-hmm. be slightly mm-hmm. further back than you would normally be. Do you? Did you touch on that, or or is that just? I do. Problems? I
2: wouldn't do it with equipment. Uh, I don't think. Or just, I just start. don't think I'm an expert enough to to start tampering with equipment. Really. Yeah. Um. Um. I have dabbled a little bit with sort of canting type things, but um, yeah. yeah, in terms of that before and after, I just I just have to talk to ladies about it. Um. Yeah. From a. a Body focal point, you know, and and when before they come out on Ski Goddess, they also do they have to do my little video. Um, you sent them homework, yes, they have, exactly. They have pre course
1: homework, no six way.
2: sessions of pre course homework, which I could just go back to the mental uh, side of things again in a moment. But um, mm. yeah, so it's it's uh, these six videos I did um at my mum's in her conservatory once upon a time, right? And I had it's like this a big window. And I had, a, um, <laughs> I had a roller blind um, that I pulled down with a ski piece that I'd painted on it.
1: Right.
2: With little flags and everything at the side, little trees. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and I just stood in front of it and did, uh, you know, need to be thinking about this, that and the other. And so they had various things to think about each week. Let's call them six weeks before they came out. Um, you know, to think about pressure on the ball of the foot and... Um, Things like that, but one of the th- the subjects that I did did do talk about in that pre course yeah. um, is that curvature of the spine that yeah. ladies uh, often, um, you know, have a very curvy spine out to their tailbone, and so so when they go to flex, I always want them to flex into their shins, you know, flex the ankle and and get the chin squishing against the front of the boot. And if they if they're not careful with the with the way their lower spine goes, when they go to flex, their lower spine keeps going back. If you think of the tailbone going backwards, um, will start can start keep flexing down a, away from the shins. If that's making sense. I hope to the listener. Yeah.
0: Um.
2: So the, it's very easy to end up in a sitting position rather than a flex forward position. Yes. For ladies with a curvy spine at the uh-huh. bottom, so. You know, I don't have any magic wands for it, but they've just got to be aware of it and start thinking about curving it the other way, so that when they flex down, they'll flex down into their shins.
0: So this is like a, a, a sort of a forward pelvic tilt.
2: Yes. Yes, but kinda. Yeah. I don't want them to go, you know, Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's
2: just tucking it under a little bit. Just chip, a little yeah. bit.
0: It's quite important mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Just land was telling me that one time mm. took the pose forward sort of sticking your ass out
2: <laughs> yes you guys do fair times. enough
0: <laughs> I've got a curvy mm. spine lovely but I've got really flexy ankles so I guess it makes,
2: makes you can grip. counter it yeah exactly well that's the thing you know a lot of ladies have got this curvy spine and then find this foreign stiff boot yeah on that that double whammy is like yeah it just makes it hard for them to flex in front but that's a, often an
0: overstiff boot as well yes I mean, exactly that's we to go, go
2: on to that yeah. over stiff boot or boots that are
0: too big people <laughs> 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 oh, they're supposed to be snug
2: you can't flex your ankle <laughs> if your boots just holding you around below the calf
0: you are not can't
2: do it i can't do it so you can't do it <laughs>
0: Female-specific boots have slightly larger cuff as well, don't they? Mm, to
2: but accommodate
0: a, the lower muscles of the food. female calf.
2: Yes, yeah. So that's good, but as, but you know it's all very well having having a nice fit around your calf, but your ankle, it's your ankle, ankle, everybody. <laughs> your ankle needs to be held snugly in place if just, you are able. Yeah. If you want worn a your ski boot, which you do. Uh, you need your ankle held in place.
0: That is true. Real talk. Real talk. I've got my new boots this season. They're the most comfy stock boots I've ever had. Oh, lovely. Just put a new liner in it, and the guy, as he left the shop, he said they were the best. And I was like, it's true. It's true. I'm not going to have to do a thing to them. They are comfy straight up.
1: So nice.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's I bought three
2: sets of boots like that 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 I put on in the shop. Um, at Ski Bartlett's in the UK. Oh, yeah. oh, um, <laughs> and uh, that was the first time ever, so that was, must have been about 30 or age 30 or something, 46 now. Um, You're
0: never 40.
2: Yeah, oh, thanks. Almost,
0: same
2: age. Yeah, and the first time I'd put my foot in a ski boot, I was like, this is it. He <laughs> ah. <laughs> you know, like, oh my so god one. this is my uh, cinderella will go to the ball ah. Ah. um i've now gone back to so i can't get that boot anymore but what was um, it uh, the oh, it was suit? a kid's race boot uh salomon
1: kids right.
2: kids race boot um but because it, now i've got super skinny ankles yeah so the kids fit was about the only one that would really hold me
0: yeah, yeah.
2: around the ankle because the ankle being held really tight in the boots, were really important, people. Did I say that?
0: <laughs> Heel is not um, supposed to lift off the no, floor. No, or any
2: room around that. Yeah. But um now I must plug uh, <laughs> the ski exchange in Cambridge. Right. Um, I keep thinking of them that's all that you know a lot of the last ten minutes or so of the conversation mm. um about their knowledge in terms of you know, bone alignment and foot structure and um, everything like that to, and the the lengths they go to to get you in a perfect... Oh, um, that's cool. What boot. do you ski now? What's your boot? So they've got me in the hawk...
0: Atomic hawk? Yeah. Is that the red one?
2: No, black one. It's black with, yeah. with, a, with, a, with um and sort a of red-tint buckles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, really, really rate them for... For all of that. You know, a lot of now. ladies ski that boot. Mm. That's
0: uh, I guess it's it's quite. I think it's quite thin to look up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
2: narrow ankle, yes. And yeah. they're just, you know, I haven't got a particularly narrow foot, but they'll just sort all that out for you. But uh, yeah. yeah, it just it just, you know, I don't know so much about um skis and ha- how how ski can necessarily help you or hinder you, but boots. The boot
0: is the thing. When a client asks me. So, mm, well, what ski mm. should I buy? So, don't do that. Just go and buy your own boots. Absolutely. Though. You can ski on any old ski. Yeah. Um, do you remember Ben? My old business partner Ben. Yes. Yeah, ben? yeah, yeah. Me and him, got. This is the reason Drunk. I tell this story. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it is a surprise! Right. In the bath. Always. <laughs> Me um, and Ben got hammered one night. <laughs> we were supposed to go to Chvinia next day with my old boss Ralph. and uh, we, party till three. A big house party back at our place. And we were supposed to be up at, like, five or something the next day. And we woke up an hour late. Someone was waiting for us. We, like, zoomed all the way over to Chavinia. Mm. Don't know how. Couldn't, you know, just literally two hours sleep and a load of our car. I was like, we'll hope no one stops us. Yeah. Got to Javinia car park. Still a bit late, but we're, like, there. And I went to open skis. because so I put I put the skis on the roof the night before. I was like, I will... Like, this is old Dave giving a gift to future Dave. Like, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I went, cool, just need to mm. unlock the thing. Ah, uh, where's the key? Ah! Key is back in my apartment, it should tell. So I had to, we, we had to mm. hire some skis. Mm. Well, I got the boots, got mm. poles, got everything. I had to hire some skis. And so we went into the hire shop. I was like, uh, we need some, we're, we're ski instructors, he said. And I, the guy was like, if you're ski instructors, why haven't you got your interview? <laughs> I was like, it's a really good point. Sheesh. A really, really good point. And he gave me this this pair of like vocal five stars, and mm-hmm. they were like they were really cool. They had stars on them and stuff, and they were twenty years old at wow. least. But because we had our own boots, mm. custom fit, mm. you could we could rip on these yeah. old yeah. vocal five stars yeah. and. You couldn't do it the other way right. round. So Absolutely. you could have the best pair of skis in the world, but if you have a crappy boot, you can't ski. Yeah. And so I say to all my clients: the first thing you need to buy is a pair of boots. Get on, mm. uh, go to a proper boot fitter, get a mm. custom pair of boots, mm. and change your life. Yeah. And you can just just go ski around on your you mm. know, whatever you want try out a year of rental skis mm. if you want and just find something Boots, mm. the
1: boot.
2: key absolutely I get so part of the th- thing with Ski Goddess as well is if people yeah. are interested in getting boots and they can't sort it out in the UK mm. to come this is sounding like just a plug a plug. Uh, you're welcome now, plug, but,
1: plus, plug fest um, is what we're
2: at uh, um, I get them to um, book in with James at Vertical Horizons for oh, buying yeah.
1: boots he's
0: a good guy
2: oh my god He is incredible and um and the ladies (laughs) come so James like he's the loveliest guy ever but you know he's nice (laughs) he's nice looking but you know he's not hunky pin up material particularly. You have to
0: worry with James about
2: Uh, (laughs) that. No, he's lovely, he's lovely, but you know but they but the amount of times the ladies come back from his shop and say to me, Is he married? (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) <laughs> they just fall hook line and
0: tinker. and um, I can imagine he'd be quite the charm.
2: he's so lovely mm. with them but he just he asks all the right questions you know and if you're fitting boots you just want to you just want to go can I just get in your body and put my foot in there as mm. your foot and feel what it feels like and then I know what we need to do but to, to find out how someone else's foot feels in there is an art and he is bloody good at it yeah and they, uh, so my ladies have renamed him St. James of Chattel. Oh,
0: really? Is that good? <laughs> wow. St. James. Right? Right? Have a word with him. So I've got to take a bunch of skis in there that I haven't serviced. Can't yeah. bother to service my own skis anymore.
2: No, God. life's day. too short, isn't
0: it? It yeah. is, yeah. And they do a great, Andy does a great job in there. Mm. So. Can I ask you a last question? Because mm. we've been here ages and you've probably got better things to do.
2: Oh, this is lovely just sitting, <laughs> <laughs> Um...
0: You've been working and living in France for a long time. Mm. Do you like it? I love it. What yeah. do you like about being in the Francophone world and France in general? Because you've been in different places as well. Right? You've been yeah. in Andorra too, but I guess that's. Um,
2: well, it just fits. It just fits, you know. Nobody loves the uh, bureaucracy oh, and paperwork, etc., no. etc. Of uh, La France, um, but here he just and so it's not. Pretty, I'm I'm not you know. I'm Not mean really like oh I love everything about France. It's uh, you know it just happens to be that Chatel is is uh, beautiful and fits perfectly what I'm trying to do. Mm. Um, and um, I, yeah, I love living here. It's gorgeous.
0: It's, I mean, who wouldn't? Oh, I <laughs> with this view, absolutely amazing. This view then, you yeah. know,
2: and in, in the summer, and you you've got uh, La Mans and. Yeah. Just so close by and... Uh, yeah, it's just, a really nice
0: spot, isn't
2: it? I often feel like, uh, you know, i spent quite a bit of time in New Zealand, which is just dreamland completely. And every, every road bend you turn around, you're wowed by mm-hmm. another view of just incredibleness. Yeah. Um, but um, I do feel like here, something, you know, if you fly to Geneva um the the sort of terrain and lakes and mountains and um things that you've got going on it's like a sort of well, maybe a poor man's New Zealand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like
2: it's uh it's like a mini mini version I guess and it's all I the spent door. some time
0: in New Zealand once. The only thing about it is it it, it just feels so far away.
2: It's so far, exactly. Yeah, I really reminded.
0: You know, even yeah, we do modern like communication and stuff but Yeah. Yeah, that it's I don't know, that, that really struck me when I was there. I was like, I am a long, long way away mm. from anything, really. Mm, exactly. And, well, you know, if all your family and stuff is in Europe, it's just a long way from home. Mm. Um, yeah. Australia didn't feel like that, but New Zealand mm. definitely. South Island New Zealand,
1: it was like, yeah. this is the end of the world, literally, there's oh,
0: nothing else
2: up. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, um, yeah. I worked at a place, because uh, so my name's Katie Dobson, and I worked at a place called Mount Dobson. Oh, right. Down there, yeah. They were thinking
0: so you knew, owned it or something.
2: Yeah, I'd stand <laughs> at the top going, get Go off my lab. Um <laughs> But it was funny, because I had this, this girl... Um, who ran the ski school down there, uh, Kiwi Jane, and she worked in Andorra, and basically she just got a posse of her mates to go down there and run the ski school down there in oh, cool. the off season.
1: Right.
2: Um, but we, you know, Andorra ski school is like four hundred plus instructors. You know, all the all the um, infrastructure and everything's there. Yeah. A big biggest resort. And then we go down with Jane to New Zealand with seven of us. Oh. Seven of us at Mount Dobson, and we lived in a sheep shearing village. Oh, wow. <laughs> 2,000 people in the middle of nowhere. So oh, it's cool in its own way. It was just, it, yeah, it was, yeah, we were a bit shell shocked to start with, but then we absolutely loved it. I kind it of so hanker funny. a little
0: bit. I was on a Zoom call last night with 14 ski instructors, which is Ooh. like my team. Mm-hmm my team for this year and well like not all full-time but you know it's still a lot I was like there's a lot of people on this call wow. and um I kind of sometimes hanker for the days when it was just like me and Ben just tooling around yeah, yeah, yeah you know just having fun
1: yeah but
0: <laughs> it's how it goes you know life gets more and more complex as it's you creating get creating
2: those monsters
0: yeah well yeah you know, you're doing the same thing aren't you <laughs> you know like it just gets it built. I'm fascinated by this concept of like, um, it seems to be a natural concept in the in or a natural rule in the universe of like gravity. So mm-hmm. the bigger you get, the more opportunities and things come your way because you mm-hmm. sort of attract them mm-hmm. through your own. You know, it must be the ladies that are going home. And they're going, oh, we went on this amazing course and they did all this brilliant. I had all this homework and stuff to do before I went and then I got there and it was a really great environment I didn't have to do anything and mm. I came home and it was just, oh, I had a great week. Mm. They're going to tell 20 other people, aren't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. and I guess that's how it works. Is what I, yeah. I think the trick lies in keeping the personal touch.
2: That's the thing. Because
0: it will it, become too big at some point. So exactly. how do you do that? I
2: know. And it's really, like, I would, I would really, like, to help more of those, those uh, you know meltdowns that you see on yeah, the slopes yeah. and and to you know for for sort of something like ski goddess to be an option, in in any resort mm. you know even if it's like a mini version or something but yeah I just that's what I worry about it's like that's what I was saying earlier you know that half an hour phone call before anyone even books yeah. on is is yeah. crucial and how do you do that on large scale no.
0: I really don't know the answer to that question. The, I mean, I'm trying to work it out at the ski school in terms of I need to start pushing stuff away from me.
1: Mm, yeah. But
0: then you, like the next thing I want to do is I want to get like a director of skiing in, so someone who sort of manages the team. Mm,
1: mm. But
0: then you lose touch, like the instructors a little yeah. bit, and like I don't then know who everyone is, yeah. like I do now, and I'm. It will be in good hands for sure, but I don't. I, d- yeah. I don't know what the answer is to that because I want to keep it like a little club. Yeah. More than like a ski out, school. I don't want to be like new gen. I want gen to keep all, all the work.
2: personal stuff and find yeah. out all the Monday. shit <laughs>
0: Monday <and> shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's tricky. It's really tricky. But uh, it, it sounds like you're doing a great job of it. Uh,
1: it's <laughs>
0: Good for you. Thank You, awesome. you too. Plug, uh, everyone gets a plug at the end of this. Plug yourself. Where can people find you, ski with you, be with you, do what you do, whatever. Um, this is it. this is the chance.
2: Ski. Well, if you haven't been paying attention already. Yeah, yeah, if you
0: haven't <laughs> written down on <all> this plug. Well.
2: <laughs> um, people do come up and say, have you got a card? And I'm like, just remember Ski Goddess. Google it. <laughs> SkiGoddess.co.uk. Um, yeah, loads of info. On the website, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Are you? I don't do that. My friend does that. (laughs) I can't. I don't understand it. it. (laughs) Um, He's great at it, though. So um, he—we pretend he's a she, but no, he's a he. (laughs) Got two guys on my team, and they're both fantastic.
0: That's
2: good. My chef, my chef, who just now is—I hope he doesn't go away. But um, who is your chef? Uh, Joe from Wheels, and... Um,
0: it's tough to get good chefs.
2: Oh, he's amazing, I'm so lucky. and uh, He's brilliant. They're so rather uh, brilliant.
0: alcoholics, which is crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's got it balanced right and oh. everything. He's just lovely. And and then women love him. Oh, Joe, oh, Joe. So he's a bit like St. James of Chatelle, but in the kitchen.
0: So you're, like, hand-picking the men that you have around. Yeah,
2: well, I just get lucky. I've got lucky. <laughs> i got really lucky, but... He's, um, he's working for, um, got himself a, um, just a week working or training at a, a Michelin star now. He's just said, messaged me yesterday, saying I won't be able to be contactable this week because I've got this gig at, at, and it's been awarded the best restaurant in the UK. So no he's, way. like, really chuffed. Yeah. Wow. So, ladies, that's another thing to look forward to is the food.
0: <laughs> that's really good.
2: Um, but, yeah, so... Insta and then his friend is the one who does my um Facebook and Instagram so he does all these look my lovely ski goddess coloured posts on there and keeps everyone What's, informed and up to date.
0: Um, what what social media is your demographic of ladies using most? Is it still Facebook?
2: Um you'd have to ask Andy <laughs> I think it's a lot I think it's probably half and half. Right. Um but um yeah, I think, you know, obviously my lady's being 40 to 60. Yeah. I'm more familiar with Facebook. Yeah. But I think everyone's getting in the know now, aren't they? And I, t- I think everyone's on Insta,
1: aren't they? I don't,
0: I don't know, Mostly. Yeah, everyone, everyone except me, apparently. But,
1: yeah.
0: you know. There's only so much time in the day you can spend on social media. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, I don't. <laughs> it
0: just sucks you in. I don't really want that in my life anymore.
2: Yeah.
0: You know. But, exactly. All right, well, look. Thank you. Mm. thank you thank you so much i no, enjoyed this it's absolutely i told you at the start like i'm doing these because i want to get down amazing stuff that people know And there's some absolute gold in here so it's going to be mm. a really really good, good episode thank you
1: thank you so much for coming around.